The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Yes, that's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Mercy is not on the table now. 
beautiful spear! That has oh. got to be it. I don't know how much the Bali can take anymore. Oh, it's only over till Lashley says it's over, Corey. That means arms up, looking for the heart lock. One, two, and it's in! limits for this group. All the effort of running Monday Night Raw. Very frustrating night for Mysterio and Styles. disagree with that since they're going to be right there by my side and uh, actually you got the time 
Speaking of my girls, I wonder how they're doing. You know what time it is? You got the time? I'm pretty sure we were supposed to go out to eat. We were gonna go out to eat already. What? Oh, oh that's right. <laughs> Good idea, oh, guy. Play that Oscar and, and Alexa Bliss. Oh, oh my God, the distraction. Attacking Bianca Belair just pulled her across the table. Oh, speaking of plans, obviously Bailey had a very elaborate plan headed into this contract signing. The plan was a beatdown of the Raw Women's Champion. Beat down the Raw Women's Champion, make sure Dakota Kai and Io Sky take out Alexa Bliss and Asuka in the backstage area. Bianca Belair right now concerned about her oh, friends. Belair obviously concerned about Asuka and Alexa Bliss. Yeah, choosing them over attacking Bailey. Wouldn't be happier. You know what, Seth? I got a question for you. When's the last time you held a championship? Oh, wait. That's right. The last time you faced for the heavyweight championship, it was get your boy Roman, and he choked your ass out. How, how about this? Remember, remember the last time you main evented WrestleMania? Oh wait, you haven't, but your wife Becky has. I, I, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a trend here. Seems like you come up second to Roman, you come up second to Becky, and this Saturday, bro, you're gonna come up second to me. Come on, you wanna go? Come on, you wanna go right here, right at hit me? I you want you in this nothing. I don't need your demand Saturday. I'm gonna knock you out right here. I'm not afraid of you. All right, all right, guys. Enough already. We have had to watch you two whine, argue, and complain for months. We've had enough. Your behavior has been insane and we are tired of foolishness. From parking lots to arenas, you two have fought all around the world. And for all the people looking going, who is this guy? I'm Daniel Cormier. I am one of the greatest UFC fighters of all time. I am the double champion. Matt, listen bro, we go way back. You're a former UFC fighter and I respect that. You're a part of the fraternity. Seth, you know that from afar, I've always admired you. I was there in Santa Clara when you won that first world championship, and I may have celebrated. But as the whole world is fed up, I too am fed up. Someone told me that you two are competing in a fight pit match Saturday at Stream Room. Well, I'm into that. That's my world. I live in the cage. I love it. But one thing I do know is there has to be a stern third man. It can't be any old referee. So you know who they called? They called your boy DC to come down and lay down the law to make sure that only one of you walk out of the fight pit victorious. And we put an end to this. That's exactly what I plan to do. So now it's time to stop yapping, train hard, train smart, and I'll see both of you guys this Saturday in Philadelphia. Organo now on the move. Oh, Oh, Into our table! That was barely... Wait a second! Oh. <laughs> What's Gargano's problem? They're going right after Austin Theory! Austin Theory's an innocent spectator. He's out here to...
professional capacity. I guess his commentary services are no longer needed. Turning back to Otis just in time. Oh, my goodness. Johnny Gargano has come alive. They have summoned incredible heart and will. But Otis somehow is back on his feet. Yeah, but Otis is just hurt. What the hell is Otis made of? Can Johnny wrestle. Oh, oh wait, no! Good, it serves him right. Briefcase to the spine. Blatant disrespect from Gargano. Fabulous. Ready to put it away. One, two, three, and he does. Here's your winner. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, more cheap shots by Austin Theory. Gargano only has himself to blame. Johnny brought this upon himself. Three on one, Corey. Well, maybe if Johnny had two friends, we wouldn't be in this situation. Oh, what? Oh. Is that something about friends? Oh, this, I don't know if he's a friend, <laughs> but we got a damn monster on our hands. The monster of all monsters. Finally taking out Otis. Gable Theory, you better run for your lives. Look at the quickness of Strowman. Oh, no. right for Chad Gable. The monster's been unleashed in St. Paul. Strowman wants the bell, here we go. The match is underway. Looking to finish the job they started earlier on in the backstage area. That's exactly what they're doing. Saxton and it's brilliant. Damage control. Bailey in particular want to make absolutely certain that Bianca Belair is all on her own this Saturday. Oh my gosh. The ladders are for Saturday. Belair back in the mix, going after Bailey, trying to stop these intentions. Oh my God. Belair coming unglued. Oh! oh. Ladder to the face of Bianca Belair. Uh, damage control continuing this attack, not just on Bliss. Wait a Oscar. second, wait a second. The Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka, dragging herself to ringside with a kendo stick. Asuka can't even walk after the attack in the back from Damage oh, Control. Oh, but the equalizer in hand, Hobble will not stop. Leo oh. just stopped whatever Asuka was in. Wait, Asuka. Trying to reel itself up and, and uh -oh, put a uh -oh. kind of heel. Got with the ladder. Remember, they injured the, the, the knee of Oscar earlier on tonight. They're not stopping with the knee. But Damage Control not happy until everyone is completely incapacitated. Alexa Bliss, they may get their Miller, wish, Jimmy. Asuka. Damage Control may be on the verge of getting that wish. Light, oh my god. Ladies, don't, don't, don't do this! Oh! Hello, I'm Homeboy Shivani, and now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition, is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts. Jimmy T and Jeff Lipman.
Hello everyone and welcome to the PWC Monday Night Machismo on a Friday. I am your host Jimmy T and my co-host is back as per usual Extreme Evil Dose Jeff Lippman. Welcome back to the Machismo. What's happening my friend? What's up everyone? What's going on PWC Cenobites? <laughs> the PW Cenobites. Not the C either, the PWCites. PW Cenobites. It's, it's Halloween month. It's October. So the Cenobites are out. They're going to drag you back to hell. And it's my birthday this coming Monday. See? Damn, that sucks. What's spookier <laughs> than that? Oh, yeah. 100% agree with you. But let's get into Monday Night Raw. Actually, as a matter of fact, is it true? Am I the only one in the world right now that found Raw to be pretty fucking good? Um, I'm sure you're not the only one in the world. Uh, I think that there are other people who liked it, but I, I thought it was a sort of pretty lackluster show. There were a few high points, but most of it I didn't like, and I think that anybody who's been listening to the Machismo and Hammerlock Hangover and maybe Extra and some of the other shows that are about wrestling more broad, we'll, we'll know why, and we'll get into it, obviously. But uh, no, the, the, this show... It, whatever they've been doing wrong in the Triple H era, he continued it and, and is like doubling down on it. And I, for the life of me, I don't understand why. Actually, and before we do get into a role, speaking of Triple H, did you hear about what Jimmy, uh, J- was it Jimmy Jacobs? What's his name again? Jimmy Jacobs, the guy from Ring yeah. of Honor? No, 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 it's not Jimmy Jacobs. Uh, the freaking commentator from Raw. Oh, Jimmy Smith? Jimmy Smith, that's it. Um, did you hear what happened and how and why he left WWE? Um, maybe not. I, I heard. Oh, you don't they, know. They let him go, and he said he was never expecting the job, and he had a good time for a year. And the Triple H let him know before the show that this was going to be his last episode. That's, that's about all. He I got know. released, right? He got released right. by Triple H, which is bad. I thought, you know, everybody. I thought he was a good commentator person. Sure, he doesn't know everything, right? Because he's, he's got an MMA background. But I thought by this point he was actually quite good. I feel WWE sort of uh, how can I say this did him wrong. Um, I'm not going to necessarily disagree. I mean, listen, the guy they had before Adnan Burke, I think, what's his name? He was terrible. He, he was. Oh, he was, he was bad. Yeah. So when Jimmy Smith th- came on, he was a vast improvement. But him, Byron Saxton, and Corey Graves do nothing. For they're, they're, I don't find them entertaining. And we've grown up in a time where the commentators are part of the show. These guys, they were like regular sports commentary. They're not really part of the show. Corey tries, but he, he isn't Bobby Heenan. He's just not that He's not that funny. He's not that clever. He's okay. And Jimmy Smith and Byron Saxon, to me, felt like they were the same guy. So I, I don't know. I'm hoping, you know, that they get someone with some personality on there to liven it up because... SmackDown, at least for two-thirds of the year, has Pat McAfee. And what a difference that makes. Um, oh, so Jimmy talk. Smith ain't that guy, and there's nothing wrong with him. He's a perfectly good sportscaster, and I don't think he was a detriment, but I don't think he added anything. I probably would have gotten rid of Byron Saxton because um, he's boring as paint, but <laughs> yeah, you know, there's something for loyalty, I suppose. He's been there a long time, I and mean, he was back on, he was on Tough Enough. He was. As a matter of fact, I think he was even a wrestler on NXT. Yeah, he Before he was, was commentating, I think he was in the first iteration of the Nexus. I think, 
Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe he was. I'm not 100 percent certain, but I know he was wrestling and was in NXT for for a little bit. Um, in saying that, though, what about TK wanting an extra third hour for Dynamite? <laughs> Can you believe that shit? I mean, listen, if I thought he was going to do anything useful with that extra hour, I'd be all for it. But I, I just figured it'd be three more hour, three more segments for Jericho. I mean, so. Wow. I mean, seriously, though, think about that. An extra third hour on fucking Dynamite? Is he kidding? This is our problem we have for Raw week in, week out. Why would you want an extra hour on Dynamite? You know what I mean? I mean, listen, Rampage is the third hour of Dynamite. So if he was technically give us Rampage on Wednesday nights, I'll hard pass. But if he's going to actually focus on Dynamite and then try to make Rampage like its own show a different thing, maybe do it as a Ring of Honor show, maybe do it as the women's division, or just a show that's important, fine but if he's just going to move rampage over to the third hour dynamite no thanks well there's also he also says he wants two hours on friday night for rampage hence why we're getting two hours last week two hours this week with battle of the belts and it's a test right now to see that's not why he's getting two hours he's getting two hours like this extreme rules is on tomorrow night and he didn't. And he didn't want Battle of the Belts to get you know two hundred thirty-seven thousand viewers on a Saturday night. Last time they only did four hundred thirty-seven without any wrestling competition. So how much? What was the rating? Four thirty-seven was the amount of viewers for Dynamite. Every, no Battle of the Belts. Every Battle oh, of the Belts oh. has gone down since the first. Right. One. Every single one. That's his fault. Been. Just look at the cards he puts on every fucking Battle of the Belts. Right. Well, well, it's one of those. It's one of those things where. Do I put on a great card and get crappy ratings still? Or is I'm putting on crappy cards and that's why I'm getting crappy ratings? So, I mean, yeah, but I think if he's confident, he should try to give us his best card. And he's, you're right, he's he's absolutely giving us crap life. Yeah, absolutely. But he also did mention that Battle of the Belts essentially is the second hour of Rampage and, and essentially a testing period to see if they can get that second hour for Rampage every week. I do agree that Rampage needs another hour, though. I do feel like it would be a better show as a two-hour show, and it would give it more sort of prestige of a show. You know what I mean? But in saying that, I don't want a third hour for Dynamite, please. Two, two hours is just right for, um, for AW Dynamite. I mean, you know, this test is a unilateral test. He thinks it's a test. It only matters whether Discovery thinks it's a test. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, Apparently they, it is. they did this. What was it? It was last week or two weeks ago. Last week. Two hours. Last week and, was two hours. This week is two hours. And the second hour didn't didn't do so great. I mean, they lost a ton of listeners, uh, viewers. So, but maybe that's good for the 11 to 12 slot, you know, for the money they're paying for, which I guess is already built into their sunk cost. I, but if Tony would be using a second hour of Rampage to get more money, out of Discovery, I don't think they're giving it to him. I mean, Battle of the Belts, they're already paying for Battle of the Belts, so I think he would want more money for that second hour on Friday, and they'd be like, why? We're already paying for it on Saturdays, and you underperform. So, I I think that Tony and Discovery are on completely different pages, and Tony thinks they're on the same page. But what do I know? What, what, what do I know? No, no. Well, you know a lot, Jeff, first of all, and second of all, you're probably right. I'm... I'm tending to agree with you here so I don't know man he just looked that Eru Hawani show I mean if you want to listen to it you can right here on the PwC network 
But if you want to watch it, go check it out on YouTube at Eru Hawani's oh, page. Listen to it right here on the But, but listen to it. Listen to it right here on the PWC Network. It's the only audio version out there. One's Jewish, one's uh, Pakistani. I mean, two ugly men. Doesn't matter what their ethnicities or religious are. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Anyway, well, look, he looked like he was up for a few days, man. I'm not going to lie. And I'm talking about TK. No. And, well. I mean, seriously. And you, w- one more thing before we get into Raw. He so also admitted. that many jobs that does any of them well. Exactly what I was going to just say. He sure. admitted. Sure on on that show that it, I, I know you don't care about soccer but I do right and I love the English Premier League the league of soccer right and as you everybody knows he, he, you know his family owned Fulham Football Club and Fulham he says he will do the transfers so whatever player he wants to acquire he'll be sitting in the back at, during Dynamite via his phone go for it get the door. <laughs> yeah no worries via his phone to, to actually make purchases. I mean, how silly can you be if you're TK? I mean, personally, I don't think you can handle that many jobs while doing AEW, especially Dynamite. I just don't think it works that way, but that's just TK, and it is what it is. But while we wait for Jeff to come back from opening the door, I assume, um, I'm just going to get into Raw, and, uh, well, he's back. I love soccer. Yeah, clearly. Well, so, yeah, yeah like I was saying. about Wrexham well, football club. That's oh, yeah, Wrexham. Reynolds ball, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, actually, have you watched the show, obviously, haven't you? No, I've seen the Ted Lasso. Well, the good thing is, if you've got FIFA, the video game, right? It's called FIFA 23, which I do, just quietly. You can use Wrexham FC <laughs> with Ted Lasso and everyone in the squad on FIFA 23. Go buy it. It's a good game. Others will tell you otherwise. Well, you should. I anyway, will not. I definitely shouldn't. Well, as I was, any of you out there? Well, I have, but um, as I was saying to our viewers and listeners, I know you, you can't run. Tell me how the soccer team keeps going, shooting up and no, down. No, 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 no. That's true, but that's not the problem. My issue is, how do you run a, a big club like Fulham FC and do your transfers for players while doing dynamite at the same time? It just he shouldn't have said that, first of all. Let me tell you the truth. He doesn't. He tells you what he wants to happen, and he texts it to the actual assistant GM for... Right, that's what he does. Whatever. Yeah. Same and shit. they probably mull it over with their people, and they make some sort of decision. Uh, and then it probably gets directed to his father, who th- th- makes the decision. Whatever it is. He, I, I heard him that he, he, he bought a company in Texas with something, then with the other two people, and they run it and we all run it together no no he doesn't you know he gets emails and things that he he's spending all of his time on, on this wrestling stuff his stuff with the jacksonville jaguars he's signing on unsigned free no he's not no maybe he goes into the room maybe he's the one who gets to go say welcome to jacksonville and gives them a jersey that's it then he goes then he runs back across the street or across the hall really because they share offices <laughs> well, please do me a favor. I know you were listening to that to that TK show just before we, we were on the air. I was on the PWC. Listen, that's right, right here at the PWC Network. Listen to the rest of it. It gets really, really awkward, especially okay. when Stephanie McMahon gets brought up and Nick Khan. I'm looking forward to get your opinion on that because <laughs> it's something else, dude. 
I would say I'm about two thirds done with it. But I mean, there are times when he's clearly lying. There are times when he sounds like a fool. There are times when he's doing things for probably illegal reasons. And then there are times where he's just out lying, but at least he's using corporate speak. So I don't, I sort of don't mind listening. He comes off much better in these things than he does at those, those press scrums, those media scrums. That is really not his, because he's such a beta. Those are really not his, his strong suits. Whenever there's like, a real strong domineering personality in the room. He, he takes such a second fiddle to it. And, you know, of course, the wrestling media, they're, whether they think uh, know it or not, they're, they're, they're sub to him. They're like sub Mysterio. They're like sub Ripley. Um, and we'll get to sub Mysterio shortly. But yeah, continue, Jeff. Also, I'll cut kisses, took us. But yeah, well, this is the, this was the go home raw for Extreme Rules. There's going to be maybe, maybe there'll be some changes uh, coming out of SmackDown. Who knows? But, uh, Season premiere of SmackDown tonight, actually, Jeff. Right in the season premiere of Raw coming on Monday. <laughs> so and stupid. There's no what season premiere when Raw SmackDown doesn't even have a stop. Well, it, it it's because the other series on those networks are having their season premieres. This oh, week. that's and, why. That's what they're implanting. Seasons when the copyright, Implying. when the when the IP is bundled, when you're selling seasons and syndicating them. You need to have episode numbers, and you need to have the episodes that correspond with seasons. Uh, okay. And so that th- there are reasons for it in in a fifty-two week uh, program. Oh well, thank you for clarifying that because I've always wondered why the fuck do they do this season premiere bullshit yeah. when there's no such thing really, you know, for all SmackDown. Yeah. Because let's, say, let's be honest, there hasn't been a season premiere since the start of those shows. Sure, but I mean, let's just say that the you know the the second day rights with Hulu that contract expired, and let's just say for whatever reason they decided to do the second day rights, um, you know, in, in a in, week in, later or two weeks later, yeah, something like that. Or, and then it will become a season premiere. Basically, you're saying that's what you're alluding to. Yeah, right? that's part of it. But you know, or if whatever the uh, Peacock decides they don't want to renew the WWE Network in two and a half years, and so they want to shop it around and. And they get more money for seasons one through six from Netflix, but they can get, you know, and if they unbundle them season by season and, you know, and then get bidding wars for different seasons, like some, you know, some network wants, you know, the more recent years, some wants the the archives and then they can bundle up that way. Well, in final news, um, we have Soraya not only being all elite, not not only being all elite, but she's cleared to wrestle, supposedly by AEW doctors. How much did TK have to pay to get Dr. the clearance for Soraya? Doctor Michael Sampson? I don't. I, I don't know. Let's let, let's just let's just hope that Doctor Sampson has uh, cleared her properly, because I'm sure she went to a lot of doctors who said no. Uh, but listen, so Daniel Bryan, and that that worked out okay for old Brian Danielson to date, but. Uh, Doc Sampson's made some pretty questionable calls in the past, notably Matt Hardy. Um, Absolutely right. I, I don't know. Listen, you know, I, I, everyone's right to be worried and concerned, but you don't want to, you know, if you say it too much and then it happens, everyone's like, you wanted this to happen. No, I didn't yeah. want it to happen. It's it's like, it's like you're, you get accused of being the dog that, that, that caught the car. You know, it's like, <laughs> no. I, yeah, no, you're right. It, so. it is what it is. So yeah, and I we'll see. We'll see what happens. In some ways, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound real cynical saying this, but part of me almost 
Nah, I better not say it. I'll probably yeah. catch a lot of heat. You know what I'm alluding to. Yeah. And if she gets hurt again, then what? I, I don't know about then what. I mean, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully. Ho- hopefully there's some sort of policy there, uh, insurance policy with AW. But I... I would like whoever does the first real interview with her to ask her who insures her. Remember how <laughs> Lloyd's of London used to insure the wrestlers, but Lloyd's of London got out of the wrestling business because, like, right, we right, Rude and Kurt Henning, they were all scamming them, whatever. Yes, whatever. Yeah, that was could, a long time ago. <laughs> they were they were collecting money when they could wrestle, and they were they were collecting money, you know, long after they couldn't wrestle, saying that they could and and, and things like that. Um, so I don't know if she's got like that kind of like career disability insurance or not but i'm guessing if she's not insurable um that a host of other doctors didn't clear her and probably wwe's doctors didn't clear her but they'll never say and you know at a certain point it's it's her life she's an adult she has to make her own decisions but when you know if she gets injured then everybody's gonna be saying oh fuck you aw for not paying her for the rest of her life no i mean you know at, at some point, that's wrong with, with at least our our side of America. There's there's like personal responsibility for nothing. So when there should be, there, there isn't. And and so if you advocate for personal responsibility, you, you sound like a horror show. And and <laughs> and then when you advocate for there being some sort of larger, more social responsibility, then it's like, oh, you're you're a communist. <laughs> it's like yeah, that's like pretty common, silly. It's like common sense has gone out the window. But I'm saying. A 30 year common adult, sense has become communist now, Jeff. <laughs> a, a 30 year adult is entitled to make a bad decision uh, for themselves. And if the AW contract does not require that they pay any more than the medical bills related to a work related injury, and then it's not a disability insurance, and then she signed that, she certainly has agents or the availability of them, and she did it eyes wide open. Just, you know, hopefully it never happens. But if it does, I guess we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out in real time. But I'm sure people will turn on AW then. Or they'll, they'll, you know, the, the, the diehards will say, oh, well, you know, she should have known that she had a fragile neck. Well, they cleared her. No. It's, it's one of those things. Well, she anyway. knows what she's getting into, and, and it's no one's responsibility if she does get injured other than herself, man. Probably. So, it'll probably be at uh, the hand of Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara. So, uh, oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Anyway. To that. What does this have to and, do with this? Yeah, well, well, one more news tidbit. Because there was a lot of news, you know, coming out of the last twenty-four hours. Also, uh, Nigel McGuinness is being released by WWE. Well, I mean, he was with NXT UK, so they released all the talent. Uh, he probably didn't want to come to the US, so they'll let him work the Indies, whatever they'll pay him. I, I doubt that. I I really doubt that because he was based in the US for years, long okay. before he even signed with WWE. But I think he moved back there. I mean, just because you, I mean, who wants to move back and forth? I, I used to be based in Baltimore City. I don't want to move there. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah, but that's, that's not that far. I mean, I know. I don't want to downtown Baltimore. I mean, come on. Yeah, right. I don't, I don't even want to do that. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe. Anyway, my guess is that the plan is to rehire him when NXT Europe gets up and running, which is probably in about nine or 10 months. They'll probably hire him ahead of time for some production because he wasn't just an announcer and my guess is with his release he gets three months severance so he's probably only and then he can work the indies and and do what he wants now if someone else hires him in the interim uh that's that's the risk the wwe runs but um I, yeah i like nigel i i didn't didn't watch nxt uk much maybe i watched two episodes um but i he was a commentary uh, commentator for ring of honor for many years uh right. when he was 
retired, semi-retired. There was there was a period where he wasn't quite retired and he was still wrestling every now and yeah, then. Because and then, he had hepatitis C, which he's cured of now, actually. There was something else. I, I well, maybe they were just covering up for the hepatitis C, but there was something, it was I think he had a neck injury and he thought he could get shoulder. Cured, Okay, shoulder. As a matter of fact, he had a WWE wanted to hire him, and the contract was made. And this is back when he was in Ring of Honor wrestling, so many years ago. Yeah. But when uh, he disclosed that he had an, uh, a shoulder problem, which he regrets because he didn't have to, but he did. And then the WWE doctors actually looked at him and, and didn't clear him to wrestle, so they terminated the contract. But then he continued to wrestle in TNA and Ring of Honor for a few years right after that, and his shoulder never gave him an issue and still hasn't so yeah but there was a point because they were doing an angle um and i think it was nigel against truth martini's house of truth and i think it was gonna be punishment martinez um it was either that or it was like maybe it was kevin sullivan with bj whitmer and they had someone else there as well anyway, i don't it, think it was punishment because this was many years ago dude we're going back over 10 years no, ago no now. i'm talking about when he was which was this was no more recent than 2014 2015 and oh, okay. the okay. angle was dropped because he he said on air he goes i i have to retire this yeah 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 no you're right that's true he did he had to retire but uh Anyway, and the last but not least is definitely the last news bit because I just I forgot to mention it. Sarah Lee, former Tough Enough winner, passed away in mysterious circumstances, it seems. Now, I don't know what happened. She was only 30 years old, and we give our condolences here at the PwC Network. But um, did she was it suicide or was it just natural causes? I don't know. Uh, no, nobody's saying. Um, I mean... It's it's weird how everyone went straight to a lot of people went to suicide or drug OD. I mean, I know that they released pictures of her that she was just going back into the gym. She looked healthy. Um, right. When she I had a sinus her, infection though at the time also, which apparently was pretty severe, where she couldn't train. And I don't know if that's the case and why she passed away from that. But if she did, that's the first I've ever heard of anyone dying from a sinus infection. Uh, yeah, well, probably me too. Uh, I don't know. When when I hear a, a woman dying that young, I usually think of ovarian or breast cancer. Um, but, you know, people have... We've lost Jeff, people, it seems. For once, it's not me, it's Jeff. Are or you sure? It? Actually, I see me. Too. <laughs> Quite possibly. I see me. Jeff. I'm here. Hello. Ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. there you go did you hear me <laughs> i did i heard you the whole time oh let's see it wasn't me for once that actually i'm thinking it's probably me that's causing this but it was actually you okay well wow. i don't know when, when when the recording comes out we'll see but um it wasn't I, me because usually i freeze and i disappear I, I i didn't freeze this time that's true uh, well you froze on my <laughs> side but there was no uh, blue dots on a black screen anyway right I exactly. that when it's someone when it's a woman this young like in my life experience it's usually been ovarian um or breast cancer but uh i don't know why they wouldn't announce it but maybe she had a you know a, i don't know i don't want to speculate anyway it's very young she was married i think to wesley blake the i think you used yes. to be one of the forbidden sons yeah and also wesley blake now he was also the former tag team partner of buddy murphy yeah i i think he's i think he's still doing the c control your narrative thing and he might be one of the guys that, that sometimes is on nwa though i saw them once and i hadn't seen them again and now there's gonna be a pay-per-view which will probably be the end of that story which barely started but anyway you're frozen again i hope it's not, I hope it's not i'm not you. frozen anymore okay well i hear you uh, your your screen is frozen but that's all right really um anyway strange you know 
condolences to her family, her her widow, and I think she had like three kids. Yeah, apparently she did, and she was only thirty years old. So yeah, it's pretty pretty devo, pretty devastating for sure. And I hope Wesley Blake, you know, is okay. Obviously he's not, but like we said, our condolences to to her and her family. Yeah. Well, let's get into Raw actually, Jeff. That was a we had quite a bit of news to talk about then, but we'll get into Raw right now. As Judgment Day make the entrance and get on the mic to start off Raw, Finn, Finn Balor talks about how Edge was medically forced to retire and fought back until he was able to come back. But you can only outrun fate for so long and Judgment Day catches up to us all. And at Extreme Rules, he's going to act as the cruel hand of fate that reminds Edge that he doesn't belong anywhere near any ring he stands in. Then Damien Priest says he's excited to see Finn give Edge a beating so bad he has to verbally quit. He calls out AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio and Balor, says he chooses or he chose not to end AJ's career last week because he's a friend and the olive branch is still extended. Don't make him do bad things or the Judgment Day will start by opening up. Um, I just want to say I thoroughly enjoyed this promo by Finn. For once, I felt like he did a better promo than what he usually does. Or is it just me? Oh, no, this was a good promo by Finn standards. I don't know what the goal is here, though. I mean, I don't know why recruiting AJ Styles is something. I don't know why a faction that's made up of a 38-year-old, a 41-year-old, and now a 44-year-old makes sense with the 25-year-old who looks embarrassing <laughs> and the 25-year-old you know, female who, who looks is the only one that looks like a star at this point. And the Judgment Day hasn't made any sense to me since they got rid of Edge. So, And it didn't make much sense before then either, but at least it it could have so i don't right. know i mean and they they seem to be trying they were recruiting middle riddle before i guess they gave up but i guess aj is the bridesmaid and you know i guess it's sort of you know teasing bullet club thing but, but bullet club I, I don't know this was fine but there were like three other three more judgment day segments and it's just like i don't care about judgment day i don't care about dom i don't care about ray and i and i don't care about any faction I'm talking to you, Damage Control, that, that we, we have three to six hello. segments on one show. Exactly. Ding dong. Hello. <laughs> yeah. She said it too. I popped. Out of my way, woman. <laughs> That's brilliant. Shout out to Bin Hamin. Um, and also, I will say this. I actually feel that Dominic was actually, or Sub Mysterio, as Jeff likes to call him, was that can actually handle the heat a lot better than I thought. I thought he didn't look too bad considering the amount of booze he was getting. He's got that same freaking zit under his eye for four weeks now. You tell me he's handling things well. He has no <laughs> The kid has no Clear sale, halal. Uh, yeah. th 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 this is the difference, whether he buttons the buttons on his vest or not. That's that is range for Dominic. This is this is terrible. He's an embarrassment. He he he, <sighs> he looks like Normally he looks like a waiter at the Olive Garden. Now he looks like a waiter after the shift is over and he's getting his one free drink before they close up <laughs> at the Olive Garden. Damn. I think we got to cut him some slack, Jeff. I think we're a bit too hard on him. I think everybody is. Look, Why? I agree. Don't get me wrong. Why? Because I just think he's not as... Look, I, I don't want to see him wrestle. Don't get me wrong. I can't stand him wrestling. But I think he's not that bad as a bit of a heat generator. He could be worse. I've seen worse. Like, put it that way. I think Dom 
Why, why, why does that bad. mean we should cut him slack? I mean, cutting him slack would be that he's would be harboring under some disadvantage. He's had every advantage. He's from the Mysterio family. He's he's been True. training to do this since he's 15 years old or whatever. He's gotten he got a contract handed to him. He never had to go through NXT or any tryouts. I mean, th- th- this is nepotism run wild. Th- this is worse than Fuego del Sol, who actually <laughs> has been trained to be a wrestler. Dominic has no charisma. He has no moves. He's not. He's not physically intimidating. He puts no work in. He, he's he, he he's looks more like a snake than he looks like a, an ape. I mean, he's, he's <laughs> it, this is it, it's terrible. He, he has no presence, and and the worst part is now when his father speaks, you realize he has no presence either. He like Ray was just a gimmick. He was like the small guy who you always wanted to root for. He he was the David in the world of Goliath. But Dominic's too tall to be a David. So that's true. He, he but that's daddy. He's he's being daddy Mysterio now, dude. He's worried about his son. Remember, that's why you know Ray is the way he is at the moment. Whatever, Ray's Ray's been in wrestling for five hundred and twenty-seven years. He's been betrayed by everyone. That's true. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. That is very true. Well, anyway. We go on as AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio run down and lay the heels out before the bell, and we go to a break, and then we get the matchup between AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio versus Judgment Day in Damian Priest and Finn Bello. Um, you know, typical sort of match to start the show as Judgment Day win by pinfall with a coup de gras from Finn Bello on AJ Styles. I will say they're really trying to push the narrative with Judgment Day right now, and I think they're doing a little bit better. I don't think they're as bad as they were when they initially lost Edge. And I think slowly but surely, they're getting slightly better. Like, well, about, in my about opinion, four weeks ago, they realized that they had to stop losing every single match. Right. If they were exactly. going to be a faction that anyone should be afraid of. They need to start winning matches. So yes, they're having them win matches, usually by distraction or or some kind of low key interference. Usually, well, they are heels, media. right? Yeah, yeah, and and it's fine, um, but. You know, there was nothing particularly exciting about this match. Ray looks slow and small and old, and, and AJ is starting to get that. He's starting to get to that age where... He is. You're is, right, dude. I hate to say it, man. I'm talking about AJ, obviously, but yeah, you're right. His, his aging is outpacing his exercise regime. Yeah, like he's sad, shit, too. But he's starting to get wrinkles where the muscle lines used to be. Right, listen, right. I'm not saying I'm anywhere near the shape he's in. I'm not saying I, I ever have been. All I'm saying is that I'm sure he's working just as hard as he ever was, but it's getting to the point where his age is outpacing his ability, his ability to, to work out and do other things. And he's gone a touch slower too, just a, just a touch slower. Not by much, much, but you can tell, like you just said, Jeff. And I mean, look, he said it himself. This is his final contract. It's his final run. After this, he's done, like literally. Yeah. And uh, Okay, so this sorry? is... This is- I posted something on Twitter that got no reaction, no response. So I, I want you to, I want you and the audience to play along with me. Close your eyes. Okay. Picture Judgment Day. Just close my eyes. <laughs> picture Judgment Day the way it was before with Damian Priest, Edge, Rhea Ripley. Damian Priest looks like the, the henchman, the number two, the second guy. All right. Close your eyes the way Judgment Day is now. Damian Priest, you got. Finn Balor, Rhea Ripley, Dom. Nothing. Damien Priest, they, they just look like a bunch of mids. Rhea Ripley is the only one that looks special. Take Dom out of there if you want. Put AJ Styles in there. I think it gets even more confusing because I think 
AJ and Don, and Finn sort of play the same role. All right. Take out, close your eyes and now put Damian Priest, Rhea, almost behind him. I see world champion Damian Priest. Really? Mm-hmm. With that, with that act, with that crew behind him. Hmm. But should it be still called Judgment Day if you're going to have a faction like that? Why? Why not? Because I think Omos is built definitely for like the Hurt Business again. Like I really want to see the Hurt Business get back together and have Omos in that. You can't faction. see Omos being the executioner of a Judgment yeah, Day. Yeah, I could. He's, I could. The giant. <laughs> That's true. I can't see it. Don't get me wrong. I, mean, I can't see it. Literally a biblical proportions. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's true. He's a giant. Yeah, for real. But um. Look, maybe you're right. I mean, you could, but as long as they don't overdo it with with that sort of type of gimmick, if that makes sense. He does talk like he would be an executioner because he's such a big guy. Mm-hmm. He kind of sounds like, I'm going to crush, you know what I mean? That deep sort of voice. Like Damien Priest has got that deep voice and he's a pretty yeah. big bloke himself. Right, but the problem with Judgment Day is that the whole reason they kicked out Edge is because there was no leader. They're all the same. Well, right. that's, that's a shitty faction. Every faction has a leader. That's true. I agree. But then if you look at the NWO, who was the real leader? Was it Hulk or was it Kevin Nash, say, Hall and Nash? Uh, it, it was Hulk. Damn it. I think we've lost Jeff once again. I'm still here. Oh, there you are. There you go. You froze there for a moment. It, Did it you hear Hulk, me there? But they got big enough for so? the triumvirate, but it, it was Hulk. I actually, uh, I actually think that Hulk thought he was, but I think that Kevin Nash was actually the leader. Yeah, see, I look at it as Kevin Nash and solely Kevin Nash as the real leader of the NWO, in my That's opinion. Not, but there's a leader. But there, there was a right. leader. And there was, a, there was definitely a pecking order. You, you and there was a pecking order, exactly. That's it right. wasn't DiBiase. It wasn't Kurt Henning. No. It wasn't Jeff Jarrett. It wasn't uh, Scott Flash, Morton, or Buff, or Vincent. It wasn't the Definitely Giants. not Vincent. <laughs> you knew who it wasn't. It was never Luger. It was never Sting. It was never Savage. I mean, it, it was never Six. It was, it was, you know, if there was any confusion, it was down to those three guys and maybe Bishop. It was never Rodman. I mean, you, you knew who the leadership was. I mean, the closest thing is, is DX. Was it Sean or was it Hunter? I always thought it was Hunter, but you, you could say it was either. But That's true. I think the first incarnation was definitely Shawn Michaels. The second incarnation was obviously Triple H because there was no one else. Shawn Michaels you know, had lost his smile at the time. And then the final version of it, I think, was Triple H. Yeah. But, you know, wrestling... Factions are like bands. Bands can have two front. You can be Paul and Oates. Oh, for sure. And Paul Stanley, Gene, and Gene Simmons, for, like right. Kiss, right? I mean, you yeah. can go either way. Yeah, you can have you can have your one A and one B, but the, but for there's sure. got to be a band behind you, and and you know you can't have we're all the same. And was this a commune? No, shut up. So <laughs> it's 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 a failed it's a failed premise if nobody is in charge because you know what 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 are their goals? What what are the goals that they've agreed to equally? that Rhea wants to get Dom. Okay, what? She, she's not interested in a, in a championship. They're not interested right. in singles championships or tag team champions. I mean, they, 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 they never talk about any goals except getting Dom. Who the fuck cares about Dom? Who who in in the real world would look at that and say, gee, I want this to come to our faction. He sure does add a lot. No, I agree. It's true, I, man. I mean, 100%. unless you want to do like a crypto or NFT scam against his family. True. <laughs> You're right. But um, anyway, Jeff, let's move on. We can talk about that all all day, all night. But we got three more for times. sure. Yeah, no, for sure. But um, we get a post match thing where AJ Styles berates Rey Mysterio for not being there to save him. 
and sh- and shoves the legend to the mat. As Judgment Day blindside AJ and beat him down, Finn Balor ranting about being his friend while he punches him in the face. Priest, uh, Priest ends up hitting his south of heaven as commentary hypes up the announcement of Daniel Cormier as special guest referee for the fight pit match at Extreme Rules. I just want to point out one thing. Is there a chance AJ will be joining the Judgment Day? Yes, there's a chance. There's a strong chance because Judgment Day has to win. And how do you have Edge say, I quit, uh, unless they call her because he's unconscious? And how do you make him go unconscious unless he's beat up by a bunch of legends, you know, someone else? Or he says, I quit because, you know, he's been beaten so senseless due to unfair odds. I mean... You know, because if Judgment Day doesn't win this, then they're done. And, and you know, Edge has still got to be one of your top guys for the time being. So th- this is a weird one. So, yeah, there's, there's a chance. I just say, so what? AJ joining the group just makes it the more muddled bunch of <laughs> yeah. middle-aged mids to me. Yeah, no, I don't want AJ to join, but it is what it is. But anyway. And then, you know, the IWC is going to talk about the Good Brothers. And do not put that out there. Come on, please. Let's not. Yeah, let's not go there. But let's go here, Jeff. Oh, it's shaking again. It's an earthquake. <laughs> We're doing one of these ones. But uh, it's your boy. It's it's our boy. <laughs> Jeff's ready to explode right now because <laughs> it's it's shaking. It's what the hell. <laughs> The way you're doing it is funny. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. Oh, no, I know. True. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. It, it is your boy. And we're, to- <laughs> and we're talking about Bobby Slashley, or Lashley, as he's interviewed backstage. He says his legacy is important and he won't become complacent. It's not the title that makes the man, but the man makes the title. And his mentality doesn't change. He's been the best in this industry. And next he wants somebody with the same hustle, or the same balls, shall I say, and desire that he has. And Mustafa Ali answers the call. He says he's done waiting and he's stepping up to the front of the line for an opportunity now. As Lashley says, if he keeps it up, he'll make sure he gets his opportunity. But... Ali turns him around and shoves at him, saying he's demanding his opportunity, and Bob gives it to him as we go to the break. Uh, what do you think of this? I don't care about Mustafa Ali. Little segment, man. At first, I thought, what the hell is this shit? But, right. He looks better. Yeah. I like the cornrows. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's fine. And with you, know, you have so Oh, that's you, Jimmy. It's your phone. But, uh,. Having anyone new on TV, I know he's been around, but it's been a while since he's been on TV. It's fine. It's 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 a different dynamic. That that's a positive. I mean, I don't like this. You just get to challenge someone and you get a title match, but it's wrestling, so it was it was fine. Um, Hello, yo, there we are. Jesus, now I'm playing up again. Yeah, you, well, you were getting a call. No, I wasn't. I wasn't getting a call. It's just bad internet. Jimmy Suzuki. Yeah. Anyway, as I was saying. Um, I, I like the way uh, he looks, but before we get to that matchup, as we come back from commercial, Sami Zayn is excitedly telling a story about a dog and a fire extinguisher. <laughs> That's funny. And cackling and a cackling Jimmy Uso while Sola Sokoa tries to keep his face mean, which he couldn't, by the way, because he starts sort of laughing, which made me laugh. As mm-hmm. Jay Uso then rolls up and asks what's so funny, and Sammy waves it off. 
Jay says they're here to handle business and Zayn agrees to defuse the situation and says he'll lead by example and go and put some fools on notice ahead of Roman Reigns appearing on next week's Raw season premiere. They roll up on the Street Profits and Sammy tells them to be prepared to acknowledge their tribal chief. They, as they, Montez... they turned around and took two steps in the Street Profits are right there. I know, silly. Well, yeah. speaking of the Street Profits, Montez Ford tells him they don't own the arena and the blind line needs to acknowledge these nuts, pretty much, as Angelo Dawkins cuts him off and Jay threatens to give Ford another boot to match his walking boot. <laughs> as Angelo threatens him, Solo steps up and Dawkins cha- challenges him to a match. But before we get to that, we've got another matchup with your favorite guy. <laughs> i got to do it one more time. No, no, no. It's no. Before, before we get to it's this, Lashley. You know, <laughs> right, before we get to that, what, do you know what's going on with Ford's foot? No, I was going to ask you the same question. I mean, I don't know if that's real or not, but a boot. Usually, I don't think it is. Yeah. You, you don't think it's real? I mean, usually when you no. wrestle and you have crutches or something. Anyway, all I can say is I see what people see physically in Ford, but I hate him. I absolutely really? hate him. Wow. Like, I, I think I'm like the only person in the world who prefers Dawkins to Ford. Just, just because I, I mean, they're both pretty annoying, but Dawkins doesn't have to be. Like if he wasn't doing the whole Street Profits, hey, I think he'd be all right. <laughs> Ford, I hate his pers- his persona. I know. That's I love his really personality, him. bro. Come I on. Hate it. I oh. hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate those stupid he, sunglasses. He's funny, bro. I, he's never. I've never found him even remotely funny. Like he would end up doing. Really? Uh, see, I think he doesn't have enough personality, but I do like Dawkins, don't get me wrong. But Montez Ford, like, he cracks me up because there'll be random things. Like, so he'll be talking to someone and then he'll start singing out of nowhere, but singing his promo. Like, he'll be like, I'm going to kick your ass or some, or some shit like I that. I hate when he breaks into singing. I hate all Why? The, I, hate, I hate everything about him. I, I hate <laughs> that makes me laugh. Because uh, it's like, it reminds me of, like, you know, R. Kelly. He reminds, like, me, of, he reminds me of, like, the popular guy at the multi-level marketing sales conference. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> that goes out of business two and a half years later. That, that, that's what it reminds me. I made a million dollars working from home after seven months. <laughs> and then you find out that he made a million dollars, but he spent 978000 to get it and, and then filed bankruptcy twice and lives with his grandmother. And- <laughs> Man, I don't know. I, I find I, I love his energy. He made me laugh the way he was walking to the ring with that space boot you know what i mean which is kind of funny no, i just wish he would shut up and wrestle because he's a but really also he is absolutely but i felt like there was a lot of gang implications in this what what was the in, word implications sorry implications oh, yeah. in this match because uh first of all i don't know if anyone noticed but uh as uh you know how he was limping walking mm-hmm. to the ring he was really creeping if you understand uh, what i'm saying by that you get I, me He's wearing the blue. He's doing the limp, which is why they call the Crips. You know, like that's what the legend says. And everybody knows the Usos' blood history. And I'm talking about the gang of the Bloods. I don't know if you know this, Jeff, but um, Rikishi, have you seen that big scar on his stomach? Yeah. Do you know how he acquired that? I assumed it was appendicitis. No, he actually got shot in a drive-by shooting when he was young. When he was representing the blood, <laughs> hence the Wait, scar. He's Samoan? I thought, I didn't know they let Samoans into the Crips or the Bloods. They apparently did. Heck, they even let white boys in there now. If if you grew up 
with a lot of the guys, man, you, you're getting, doesn't matter about the race, as long as you've grown up with them. But in saying that, yeah, it's rare. Usually they start their own sort of thing and it's usually just gangs of Samoans. Look, it could have been, it could have been a blood faction of just Samoans, right? I will defer generally, to your knowledge on uh, gang life. <laughs> I'm talking, dude, it's, gonna, it's got nothing to do with that. I just love looking up the history of just about anything. That's just well, that has exactly to do with that, with you knowing about gang life. I didn't say that you were well, immersed in the life. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I mean, obviously, if, if people are watching us, they they look and they, you know, they see me and they go thug. I get it. <laughs> Maybe you're the the bankroller, you know, behind the thugs, Jeff. You could be paying all the boys. You know what I mean? I could be. for us to do your dirty work. Huh? Yeah, yeah, nah. yeah, yeah. You never know. But 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 in all seriousness. Um, yeah, that's how we got that that scar. And since the Usos all grew up in California and they always love wearing red, I feel like there's still some sort of blood, you know, acknowledgement in my in my opinion. Heck, they're called the bloodline, right? I mean, think about it. Hence, Montez Ford and uh, and Dawkins wearing blue. They have to do the opposite, and him creeping, walking to the ring, which I found I mean, interesting. I think they were just wearing blue because one is SmackDown and the other is Raw. But okay, but it's the other way around. Dawkins and Montez Ford are Raw, and the Usos are SmackDown. Yeah, but the Usos are the the, the unified tag team champions, so they're whatever they want to be. I don't know. I know I mean, I just, that I were just, red before they put that. One though. in red shirts, they put the other in blue. I mean, and the one guy was wearing Nick's collar, so you know. So he's, I don't uh, know. I say they're creeps. His favorite uh, giant turtleneck for the summer. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was stupid, but funny. But I do think there's some sort of acknowledgement there. I, 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 it's just by the way he walked to the ring. I'm telling you, it was a creep walk. Uh, my guess is the only one of them knows anything about gangs is Sami Zayn. <laughs> Definitely, I agree with you 100%. He knows all about gangs. Heck, he's of Syrian heritage. <laughs> he knows a thing or two about all sorts of crews, shall I say, or factions. I won't even go there. But just I'm just did. saying. I just did, but I didn't say you anything. Were all he's... over the racist Olympics today. Oh, what racist? I never. They oh, had nothing see. to do you with racist. You're a Pakistani guy, yeah. You know, <laughs> the bloods and the crypts. The same museum is oh. serious. It's all about factions. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? I'm just saying he might, he might know his factions like uh, Hezbollah, right. because or like because, <laughs> because he's part Arab, right? So that's what he's that's, actually full Arab. He's fully that, Arab. That's what. That's what racism is how's that racism i'm just saying i mean jesus christ anyway soon i can't even mention gangs it's him it's him he always wins the gold medal at the racist olympics i could if i wanted to but i I mean Uh, i I can't i i don't think i could even catch up to you if i tried (laughs) anyway let's move on Mm -hmm. let's move on i'm not even gonna get into this this is ridiculous but i will say this because it's you, I'm going to punish you once again, but it's not really punishing you because it's really rewarding you. But. You're just punishing yeah. the audience with an extra a show that doesn't <laughs> need to be that long. We're, we haven't even got to the second match of a three hour show. Well, I got it. Yeah, I know, true. Well, there's a lot of news. But while things are shaking, it's Lashley versus Mustafa Ali. And now, first, I, th- I was expecting this match to be about 30 seconds, all right, initially. But then. Things started shaking, but I thoroughly enjoyed this match because Lashley goes hard out of the gates straight off the bat with a big belly-to-belly suplex 
These shoulder thrusts and neck breaker Ali with a knee lift. Chops and forearms whip blocked up and over. Anyway, basically he beats him up. But for whatever reason, Ali comes back with a bitch slap that looked like he absolutely pissed Lashley off. <laughs> I mean, he slapped him across the face. Like, literally, it was a mean. The look on Lashley's face, I was just like, what, motherfucker? <laughs> it's probably from one of those Pakistani gang things. <laughs> Speaking of racists, um, anyway, there you go, you've caught up. But that belly-to-belly suplex, how he launched him, I've never seen anyone, not even Brock Lesnar, suplex someone across the ring like that oh, until I then. Remember when he threw Finn Balor? Oh, yeah, but that was a bit exaggerated. This one didn't look so much. It's like he really put like a lot of oomph into it, and it looked like it, he hurt the guy, man. I mean, he punished the fuck out of him, well, even though Ali put a match. fight. That it was, was brilliant. Was the match is that Ali wouldn't quit, and then Lashley was really clear to me. He kept saying, stay down, stay down, and Ali wouldn't. And we're, he, we're supposed to get, you know, baby face sympathy for him, but Ali was a prick about it at the end, and... Uh, and you know, even in defeat, Ali was not humbled, uh, but in a in a healy way, not a babyface way. But ah, sure see, I'm, I've yeah. got a feeling Lashley came out as the heel here a little bit. Oh no, the heel was was Seth Rollins who came out. Oh well, him. yeah. And, and what I think is going to happen is that is that Ali will cost Seth Rollins the, the match. Monday night, where so Seth Rollins think so? the U.S. title, and then I think Seth Rollins is going to challenge Ali to a match, and he's going to basically kill him. And I think Lashley's going to come out and rescue Ali in two weeks' time, in two Mondays from now, so that they become sort of one of those odd couple friends. Unless it's 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 going in the way of the hurt business again, I'm not interested in that shit. Well, and I don't second think of all, in the hurt business, or listen, right. Why can't Ali be in the hurt business? It, that's just, right. That's what I'm implying. I'm saying, like, even with Ali, that's exactly what I'm implying. I mean, you know, Ali is an okay talker. I mean, people think he's a great wrestler. I mean, I'm sure he's got the okay skills, but I'm never going to get excited about a 180 pound guy that's you know five foot nine or whatever. Um, but it, it'd be fine. I mean, you know, if, if he takes Cedric's place, I just don't need a, two of the same guy in there. <laughs> no, no. Actually, I'd rather him than Cedric, as a matter of fact. Especially when Cedric tried to do promos and he basically sounded uh, like Yellow Yuta. Uh, even even worse, I dare say. Maybe. Maybe because I wasn't expecting anything from Yellow Yuta and I was expecting things from Cedric. Um, right. But yeah, I, listen, I, I love the Hurt Business. I actually wish cast the Hurt Business into, into existence and I actually populated it at least one time with the exact people who, who ended up becoming the Hurt Business. I mean, oh, I want to be my—I want to be a modernized nation of domination. I wasn't calling it the Hurt Business, right? Me too. But yeah, you know, people, people from the Solid Monster Sounds off Facebook group will attest that. Even the ones who hate me will give me credit for that. Um, but in in any event, the um, I you know, I don't want Seth to get the U.S. title, so I'm forecasting. I'm wish casting a little bit that way. But I I do think in some way, shape, or form, Seth will go medieval on on ali and lashley will make the rescue and they will become unlikely friends you know be one be one of those it sounds like a freaking sitcom hey well it's it's <laughs> it's, it's total wrestling 101 i'm just if, right. if it was 
if it was someone I liked better than Ricochet, I would be into it. But I mean, you know, um, but it is what it is. So listen, it, it, it isn't even what it is. It's because it might be what it might be. Um, but yeah, but this match was fine. I just, I just, it's like the, the conclusion was, was never foregone. But I, wonder, I was surprised with Seth's interference. I didn't think he was really going to be involved. So that took me by surprise. And that was true. Me was, too. And that was pretty cool. So I would say the first hour of Raw was, was the best hour of Raw. And, and the end of this match, including Seth's involvement, was probably the, the best two, the best segments. I actually loved this segment, obviously, because of uh, just, I, I like just the story that Ali and uh, Lashley were telling in the ring. Plus, it was a fun match just because of the beating and the fact that Ali was like, you know, <laughs> coming back at him with the bitch slaps and whatnot, even though he was getting beat up for it. Well, I just wanted want to go, please, almighty Lashley, yeah. please have mercy on me. You're so much better than me. That, that, that to me, that's entertainment. But in saying that, I don't want no tag team, unlikely tag team between him and Ali. I don't need that shit. Like, that's not what I want. But if we get a hurt business with Ali in it, I'm cool with that. We'll see. That's it. That's all That's all we can say. I mean, obviously. But in saying that, um, at the end, as we were saying, you know, Rollins comes in. Oh, another thing is, I like that that Rollins. If Rollins does win the US Championship, they're only doing that to keep him happy. I'm telling you, that's the only reason why. But they hired Daniel to make him happy. Yeah, does that really make him happy? I don't know, man. But uh, I mean, we'll see. How does Rollins get a US title match on Monday? I mean, he's got to lose this fight pit match to Riddle, so maybe the maybe that. How did Brian Cage get a TNT Championship match on <laughs> in AEW? But I mean, maybe that'll be a thing. They'll say he's not medically cleared to wrestle. Well, maybe that that could be a possibility because I mean it is supposed to be a cage like a UFC type yeah. cage but match. We'll but see. Seth is the one who asked for Daniel Cormier to be uh, brought into this because Daniel, just nobody cares about Daniel Cormier. I mean, I, I'm not even sure he was that big a star ever in UFC. Well, he was. Uh, I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that. Daniel Cormier was a huge star in UFC, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I can't. I can't agree with you about that. I mean, during that time, I was watching UFC a lot. So, but I don't know. I mean, everyone's perceptions differently. But in saying that, as you said, post-match Seth Rollins blind, blindsides Bobby Lashley, and a blackout on the title belt. Leaving the ring, Seth hits a blackout on Ali for good measure, and we go to the break. Back from commercials, Seth Rollins is still in the ring though, as um, he this starts. Is where the this, show this, goes downhill. And this is the part where I'm a little, how do I say it? I don't like the fact, like, so he beats down both uh, Lashley and Ali, mm -hmm. but but then what? Like, you right. know what I mean? Right. The, they he stays in the ring and they're just, and, and they're just okay with it. No yeah, that's what right. I do, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, I, I don't understand how, especially someone like a Lashley. That, right. That's where I say, or Ali, who was feeling Randy that night. I mean, that's why I say, and here's where the show goes downhill. I mean, beyond right. my feelings about Judgment Day, there was nothing particularly offensive about the, the segment. This is where the show starts to go downhill. I can see where you're coming from, but I still, like I said, for whatever reason, I was still glued. But Alfred, he, the... looked like a, he looked like a classy circus clown, by the way, with his... his... <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, actually, as a matter of fact, he looked like a half Riddler, a half Joker. Sort More of like the way Bonzo, he looked. Bonzo the Clown, but okay. Uh, well, I don't know if you know this, but he also had an interview with Ariel Hawani this past week. Mm-hmm. And uh, Why not? it's another, yeah, it's another interesting um, sort of listen because he hates all the clothes. Actually, he gives it back to WWE once he's done with them. And his, and his wardrobe is getting filled up with all that crap. Even though during the interview... Up. Well, I was going to say, during that interview, <laughs> he was dressed exactly how he would dress in the ring, but he was being himself. So figure that out, but whatever. But let's get into what Seth had to say, because, where was I? There we are. As we get back from Kurt, he gets on the mic and says that since we've disposed of Bobby Trashley, mm-hmm. which made me kind of laugh, <laughs> Bobby Trashley, what not a guy. Funny. Not funny, dude. It's not funny. Cool. It's funny. It's not funny, cool, right? He's, he's trash. Cool, no, no. <laughs> I'm joking. He's not trash. I love Latchley. But still, I love Rollins too. But anyway, in saying that, he goes, but that's Saturday, that's Saturday because, and tonight he wants to call Matt Riddle out so he can get pissed off in person. They bicker. Seth reminds him that the match is off. He makes contact. Riddle says he's not just going to fight him and beat him. He's going to kill him on Saturday. Wow, big words. And Daniel Cormier, yeah, he's a murderer. And Daniel Cormier will raise his hand in victory and the fans will sing for him. No, they won't because they'll be like, bro, as they usually do. <laughs> bro. That was actually <laughs> True. So, of course, the fans sing for him now over Rollins' objections. But even though Cormier and Riddle come from the same world, he's a Seth Rollins fan, which is true, and he's going to make the right call. Rollins then picks the scab off Matt's family, mocking him for not being able to see his kids anymore, which is also true. Seth begs him to hit him, and Riddle says his breast stinks, which made me laugh. Yeah. Matt asks, when was the last time Seth held a title? And last time he challenged for a title, Roman choked his ass out, and further, he's never main evented WrestleMania, but his wife Becky Lynch has, as Riddle sees a trend. He comes up second to Roman, secondly to Becky, and on Saturday, he's going to be second to Matt. They scream at each other more, and Daniel Cormier then appears on on the Tron. He says, we've had to watch them whine, argue, and complain for months, and we're tired of the foolishness. He introduces himself as one of the greatest UFC fighters of all time, and says he and Riddle go way back, and he respects Seth. And Seth knows he's always admired him, and he celebrated when he won his first world title, but he's fed up. He lives in the cage, he loves it, and there can't be any old referee, and that's why... They called old DC to make sure it goes right. And he'll see them both in Philly as Roland storms out and Riddle plays to the crowd. Candice LeRae is walking backstage when she runs into Bianca Belair. But before I go into that, what do you think of this segment? Riddle was the highlight of it. Daniel Cormier does nothing for me. Okay. I felt like Seth was kind of the highlight of this in many ways, but... uh, yeah, um, that's just me. I mean, Cormier did his job in, in trying to say that, you know, while he might know both of them in from different places, he's going to call it right down the, the middle. He's unbiased, which is what the special guest referee is supposed to have you believe. <laughs> right. Right down the middle, baby. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Alfonso used to say. Anyway. Um, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I, I, In my opinion, I actually liked this whole promo. I hated what Cormier said. It was clearly a... A pre-record, but yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. But um, can we get Candice LeRae off television? 
I mean, seriously, this, this is another I'm being thing. Serious. Triple H is doing. I, I have no interest in Johnny Gargano. I have no interest in Candice LeRae. Um, I'm glad that they both lost tonight, but uh, I, I have zero interest in either of them. These are Triple H people, and this is this is this is why this is what I worry about Triple H is that he's actually trying to create NXT 1.0 on the main roster. Right? Are we? Are we essentially getting the midget WWE coming up now? Is that what's happening with Triple H? <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I mean, clearly not. He, I mean, two of his other rehires have been, you know, Braun Strowman and and Karrion Cross, and then Dexter Loomis also. So clearly, it's not all just, you know. I, I think it's a lot of people he thought we just got short shrift, and you know, the worst kept secret in the world is is Bray Wyatt. So you know, right. You know, clearly it's not going to be midgets or us, but um, I don't, listen, I don't <laughs> blame him for us. looking for his next Daniel Bryan. Um, right. But you have to find someone who's 25, not 35 or older. Mm, you're right. But see, there's the problem. Are they producing those types of... Res- I mean, there are young guys out there that are actually fucking good. Like, you know, MJF obviously is, is a good example uh, and even I hate to say it, but even Austin Theory, another example. But yeah, but I neither one like... of them is going to be the scrappy baby face. Well, yeah, that's true. They're both very much born heels. But in saying that, uh, anyone could be, you know, can become a baby face and make it work. I so still think people out there who who could who possibly could do it, and we might not know who they are yet because I'm not sure we knew who Daniel Bryan was. But I mean, right? They're, they're, I mean, Josh Woods is a little bit big, but he's got that sort of aw shucks, and I don't know these WWE big. He, um, there are others. There, uh, you know, he, he's he's a dummy, but Flip Gordon sort of fits that fits that oh, bill. He's a dummy, bro. Mm-hmm. He's um, too much of a dummy. Let's be honest, man. I'm trying to think of people who who were in Ring of Honor and have not landed anywhere else, um, or are currently in Impact or MLW, uh, and you know are are doing good things, but you know, not great yet. I don't know. Uh, I, I'll, I'll keep it in the back of my mind. I don't think I'm. Gonna, I don't know that I'm going to come up with anyone right now, right here. But the the Ring of Honor dojo has a has a pretty good history of, of spitting out guys who you know could possibly meet that bill. It's just uh... yeah, but what dojo is he's he's around right now? No, no, I mean I'm obviously I'm talking about guys who have already graduated the dojo. Oh, okay, guys, right. You know, sort of right, well, struggling on the indies. Yeah, I guess true. But um, yeah, no, you're right. We'll see. But there is a few. But I just feel like it's a little slow. But anyway, let's get into the next matchup. Well, before we do, we do get Miz on the phone with Maurice and says he's not getting off the phone until he gets assurances that something is done to ensure his birthday celebration goes off without a hitch and without Dexter Loomis in play or while Dexter lurks behind the fucking door, Jeff. He's getting old now, man. Well, this is nothing. I I, I need this explained already because I guess Dexter's being a heel and it's weird. Now, if he, I mean, he's, now if he was supposed to be the heel, it's fine. But he's not. He's supposed to be the face, and so it, hmm. it, it need, they need to try to make it make sense, and I, you know, or they need to give Ms. Stockholm syndrome, where where Dexter is his new best friend, and they turn on Champa and make Champa the face real quick before they before the world realizes they have no story. 
I think that they have the, they have no story that this, this this was Dexter's way of trying. You know, it's it's like a cat keeps bringing you dead birds. You know, because you think you're dead, <laughs> yeah, you know, all your that's a good one. There. So this is fuck this you, is fuck you. way of, uh, of of flirting, you know, and then for sure. And once the Miz recognizes that, he goes, well, he's got he, he's got a loyal pit bull there, and then you know, then Champa and Dexter sort of have a Jey Uso, Jimmy Uso with Sami Zayn kind of thing going on. I agree. That's actually a well put uh, comparison. I agree. No, for sure, it, definitely. It's, it's the only thing that I can think to make the way out of it. The other thing they have to come up with a stupid story is that is that the the management where they were going to take Dexter and put him on the main roster, and it turned out that the Miz blackballed him not once but twice. And I mean, you know, what what other story can they possibly do to to even come close to making this make sense? Beats me. You're right. I I'm with you because really when you when you look at it, there isn't any story. It's true. Oh, we've lost Jeff again. God damn it. Hello, ding dong. <laughs> Why do we always have to lose Jeff? Oh, well, usually, actually, it's always me that disappears, but uh, not at this point. Funny enough. Jeff, wakey, wakey. Well, anyway, let's just move on for now while Jeff comes back. We get... Candice LeRae versus Dakota Kai. And not much to say here other than Dakota Kai wins by pinfall with a bridging folding press. I'm just not a fan right now of Candice LeRae. She's just, I don't know, man. She's too small. But she can wrestle, but I don't know. She just looks like too much of a normal, like, you know, everyday person that you, you would see walking the street. She just doesn't fit, fit the bill for me. But it is what it is. And uh, we go back to another backstage segment, though, after the match. As Miz is napping on the road case, when Johnny Gargano pokes him, he wakes up and clutches the Dexter Loomis drawing of the two of them together and scrambles off to send us to a break. Although I did feel like we did see a Dexter Loomis sort of uh, appear sitting down, but it could be just me. I don't know. Who knows what the hell was going on? Um... But anyway, yeah, not much to really say other than that as we go to the next match because it is Johnny Gargano versus Otis. Um, as Austin Theory is also on commentary for this one. And to my surprise, Otis ends up winning by pinfall with the world's strongest slam. Post-match, the heels beat Gargano down and Braun Strowman runs down to make the save as he demands a match, which then we go to a Braun Strowman versus Chad Gable match. And to my surprise, I actually enjoyed this match, although it made Braun Strowman look pretty dumb. I mean, really dumb, because at the end of the day, Chad Gable is what? 5'8", 5'9", something along those lines. And even though Chad, Chad Gable can wrestle, I mean, he really made Braun look like a little, like a fool. I mean, he just comes across as the same old Braun, the big goofball who's just too dumb but it is what it is, and Braun Strowman does end up winning by pinfall with a power bomb. But man, he had to work for that shit. But uh, yeah, what do you do? It is what it is. I don't think they even know what to do with Braun Strowman just yet. But just like Dexter Loomis in the mid, they don't know what to do with that storyline, so they just keep doing the same shit while they figure out what they're gonna do. Anyway, we move on as as Bianca Belair is walking backstage to send us to a break, and as we get back from commercial. 
A medic checks on Bobby Lashley and he waves him off. An interview rolls up and Bob says he's going to finish Seth Rollins off next week with the title on the line as Corey Graves is in the ring to, pres- to preside over the, the contract signing for the Raw Women's Championship match at Extreme Rules. Bailey makes her entrance following shortly after by Bianca Belair. Bailey asks if she feels safe and she says she feels pretty good despite her girls not being out here and everything's been going to plan and she signs the contract. She continues saying she thinks big picture and she's had to literally climb and climb and climb to try and get to the top. And in that process, she was Bianca. She was Bianca's ponytail on all, colorful sequins, ponytail merch and the whole nine yards. But things changed and the cheers faded and they gave up on her and stopped caring and she had to do something to claw her way back. Bailey tells her to shut up and signs a contract. Bianca says Bailey keeps running her mouth over and over again and she's got a chip on her shoulder and has nothing to do with her. She gets that it must be very hard to see someone get everything she wants and you want to know why everything you do doesn't work. It's because Beatty was pretending to be someone she's not. This is the real authentic Bianca Belair, and that's why the fans connect to her. Beatty didn't evolve, she just became the real her, and now everyone sees her true colours, and does she think she's the only person to try surprising her at SummerSlam? But since Beatty likes planning, she can put on still calling her the Raw Women's Champion. Beatty then asks how her girls are doing, and we cut to them beating Asuka and Alexa Bliss up, backstage as Bianca runs back to make the save and prize the chair off Asuka's knee. A furious Alexa Bliss fumes and calls EO Sky out for the match tonight as we go to the break. Um, this segment was alright I guess. Um, I do th- I don't know. I-, I hope actually that uh, Bailey does kind of beat Bianca Belair at Extreme Rules this week. And also it would be interesting to see because it is a ladder match I believe. So um, I think it's also the first ladder match in the in WWE history where it involves women. So I mean, it's going to be interesting just because of that reason. We'll see who who wins that matchup. But I I just can't see Bianca Belair winning, especially considering it's a no disqualification match, and she'll be against the numbers. I assume, even though I'm sure she'll bring her little friends out too, and we're just going to get a schmoz at the end of that matchup. But we'll wait and see what happens there. But um, in saying that, we will move on. I'm trying to get to Jeff where, for whatever reason, he's, we've lost him for, for a long time. Hopefully he does come back because it feels funny me talking on my own, but uh, I guess I've got to do it. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we move on, though. We get the matchup between Angelo Dawkins and Solo Sikoa. Uh, this match was pretty good for what it was, and in the end, Solo Sikoa wins by pinfall with a spinning solo. Uh, there was a lot of shit going on from the outside of the ring. I mean, in the end, the numbers got to to the Street Profits as uh, the bloodline just ended up, you know, the, the numbers were way too strong. Um, and Jeff just messaged me back saying he's trying to get back on, but his internet is fucking up. Jeff, if you hear me, come back. Just click on the link if you do. But as I was saying, Solo Sikoa wins by pinfall with a spinning solo. Then we get Austin Theory is talking with Otis about how he's going to kick Johnny Gargano's ass. And then we go to a break. As we come back from commercial, we get Edge cutting a promo. 
he says the veil of character the veil of character has been dropped and he's been pretty transparent since he's come back at the age of 37 he was told he was done with no choice but he made it he made it a choice by the time he was 46 it was difficult and it's only gotten harder he loves this but what's become harder is that it's not just taking a toll on him but on his entire family it's harder to hide it from his girls when they can hear him coming down the stairs like a symphony of bones cracking but maybe more difficult is seeing the doubt and fear in Beth's eyes and knowing that she thinks that there's no way he comes out of this in one piece and maybe he's stubborn and selfish but you need to be to succeed at this level in this business he's got to give judgment day credit they've made it more difficult no matter how many times he beats them they get back up and it's getting harder for him to put his pieces back together it's his fault judgment day even exists and he knows what he has to do when he's when his back is against the wall he has to be a one-man gang and there's no way he'll he'll be made to say he quits um not bad little promo by edge i didn't mind it i'm kind of indifferent um if his bones were so bad then why is he wrestling that's the thing i don't understand uh <laughs> it is what it is um i guess i don't know edge is interesting he looks great for his age still right now i don't know how many years he's got left in him but um obviously i'm cool as long as he manages his injuries well and manages his body i can't see why we can't get a, at least another couple of years of edge but i guess we'll see what happens it is what it is and we go to the next matchup though because we get alexa bliss versus eo sky in the main event i guess where um sky right comes in with a knee and punches bliss returns a flurry of forearms and a couple of lariats and the luther's press into wild punches and then another one, another Luthers Prez. As Eo grabs a leg in the corner and hits a dragon screw, leg pick, hamstring stomps, knee drops. Alexa gets a snap suplex and cover for two to start turning it around. She chokes her on the ropes, drop kick to follow, misses, but but one on the floor lands on the button and sends us to a break. As we come back from commercial, Sky is in control, but nobody's home on the moonsault as Bliss hits the DDT and goes up top. No dice though. And we go back to the floor for some chaos. EO with the air raid crash and off the top as EO Sky wins by pinfall with a moonsault. I actually felt this match was pretty good. I, I wasn't sure about it at first. But um, it was pretty hard hitting for two women. I will say that Alexa Bliss looks a lot smaller to me these days. I think she needs to like put on a, a few more sort of uh, pounds, shall I say. But that's I'm not fat shaming her. I mean, just just putting it out there. I'm just saying she needs to put on a little bit more weight because I feel like she's lost a lot of weight. But nevertheless, it was a, it was a not bad match to have as our main event, which was kind of surprising, but still a good match, no less. Um, Post match, damage control attack Bliss and beat her down, sliding a ladder in the ring. Bianca Belair fighting valiantly to save her power, but she eats the ladder, which looked hard. That looked pretty good to me. She hits her in the mush as Asuka humbles down the ramp with a kendo stick in hand and nails Kai with it as Io then hits a job kick and she and Dakota drop the ladder on Asuka's back. Bailey slams it on her again. They open the ladder and set Alexa in before kicking both sides to sandwich her in a steal. Just quietly and never connected, but still a smart little move. Kai then lands a corner. Oh, we got Jeff back. Wow, there you are. I'm at to the main event, dude. 
How, how many segments with damage control have you been through? Two. Two, two and counting. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm pretty much at the end. I've already explained. I was just saying about the main event that uh, Alexa Bliss looks skinnier than usual to me, first well, of all. Did you, did you talk about how during the promo, the, the scary uh, overlay on the Oh, no, I forgot. I forgot about that. See, this yeah. is why I needed you. This is why well, I needed you. I forgot well, about the cute... I, I have the, inside information. See, I forgot about the cue cards and all that shit. But yes, there was. And I also noticed a few things. There was a lot of things, but I wasn't thinking of that. You could talk about Oscar's great acting, which is like, oh, Oh, that was bad. That was pretty bad, yeah. And Alexa was doing the angry girl when she was going to crack and be the movie. I hate that too. I didn't mention that, but I'm see, this is why I can't do this shit on my own, man, because there's going to be things that I'm going to miss, even though I never missed it. But... I have to be reminded of so thank you for actually telling me that because yeah i can't stand alexa bliss acting like a little girl gun i'm gonna get you and ask her overselling that leg injury whatever you want to call it well, was, was silly that's she's been in professional wrestling for 20 years like can't she be like ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no you're right but <laughs> and obviously if it's not bray wyatt now at this point it's going to be the biggest disappointment for everybody. Oh, it's definitely. Why, why else would all this stuff be going on during Alexa segments? And and she has nothing else to do. And the whole thing is she's not happy with her position. And, right. And, you know, and, and so she's going to have to crack again. She's going to have to become broken Alexa. Bro- broken Alexa, right. I mean, is she going to be back in the Wyatt family, you think? Whatever you uh, want to call it. She's going to be back in something involving Wyatt. Yeah, why not? I mean, do, do you know that she's like the number three merch seller behind like austin and the nwo and like really and behind active wrestlers no way bro she might be behind like the bloodline get the fuck out of here she's the number one female merch she's like 10 spots ahead of becky she's ahead of Rollins. she's no way really yeah yeah why well i just showed you one reason why I mean, there, there, were, yeah. there, were like, there were like 20 people in the crowd that had Lily Dolls. Wow. We... Yeah, that's true. I did. I noticed that, actually, and I pointed that out to D, funny enough. Yeah, um, yeah no, you're, you're spot on. Do you think it's the dolls that's making all that money? I think they did the doll. She, she's been tops in merch for like five years just running. I, I mean, God. she's like ahead of Charlotte Flair. I think they made the doll because she was ahead in merch, and they're like, I bet Why? we can sell these, and... And they were right. So, yeah, the, the, the creepy doll belongs with Creepy Bray. So, why? Yeah. I mean, it's like when people say break up the New Day, why would why would you break up the, the U.S. Mint? I mean, you know, these, these are money printing machines. So, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Uh, it is what it is. I don't know. For me, I don't know. I'm not really that into it. I, I prefer the old bliss in many ways. But you never but, um, the, the old bliss was sort of like during while the women's revolution was transitioning from divas. The, the, right. The, the bliss can't keep up with the Oscars and the Charlottes and and you know the 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 new the Raquel Rod, uh, Rodriguez's and you know or the Becky Bianca. She just, she just can't. She's 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 too dainty and. Uh, I don't know. And they already have Liv. I mean, they basically have two of the same person. 
Yeah, but I still I would still prefer Alexa Bliss over Liv any day, especially in terms of in ring work. Yeah, I want me to, but uh, I don't know. I mean, they they sell the stuff. I mean, can you see her competing with Shayna and <laughs> and Ronda, even no, Lacey Evans? Hell no, uh, absolutely not, absolutely not. But it is true. No, you're right. It is what it is, man. And but all um, they're coming up. I mean, they're gonna have Nikita Lyons coming up. You have Toxic Attraction. I mean. She she needs she needs some role. Um, you know they're they're moving Zelina Vega with Legato. I, I I don't know what they're going to do with Electra Lopez, but you know they're going to try and recreate oh, yeah. that that thing. So you know, is that confirmed though? Because Zelina Vega was supposed to come back tonight on SmackDown. Well, it's eight eighteen. So and I'm not watching SmackDown, so I can't tell you that it's confirmed or not. But that's everything I'm seeing. But by the time anyone that's not watching us live right now watches the show or listens to it know if it's confirmed or not um but i know that she was spotted at the arena and sporting blonde hair which i have seen in recent pictures with the blonde though i thought it was just her cosplaying um uh, yeah. I, don't know. I mean listen the thing about electra lopez is she was cool with the group and all but she's she's the same size as santos escobar and she's bigger than the other <laughs> so zelina helps them look like wrestlers because they're regular size guys right i get you now for sure oh well, anyway jeff i think we could take it home i do want to actually tune into smackdown and uh hopefully we do a smack talk tomorrow if anything so watch smackdown when you get a chance i'm definitely not watching it tonight i'm watching rampage tonight and battle yes of the Bell because we're we, we i may have we're fools. duties on that later <laughs> yeah. and we're fools yeah but yeah <laughs> But let me say, the reason I hated Raw so much is because we had multiple segments with Seth Rollins, multiple segments with Judgment Day, and multiple se- I think Judgment Day, I think Damage Judgment Control. Judgment Day all over the damn show, and Damage Control, and Judgment yeah. Day, yeah, both of them. And Damage Control, I think, had five separate segments where they were in or involved, maybe six. And that's too many Although, for a show with the roster. And, it, and I don't think either of those factions is particularly good. So then, when you overkill it, it's it, do, it makes it worse. It doesn't make it better. So, and, and, and they have they have other people. They have other people. So anyway, that's why I, I don't like. I didn't hear a word you said that last bit because you're away from the mic. I'm like right in front of the mic. I'm practically eating the mic. Yeah, yeah. But when you went sideways, it, it didn't it didn't catch. Oh, um, there you go. I just said that I, I don't think either of those factions is particularly strong, but when you have too much of it, it doesn't make it better. It actually makes it worse. Less okay. is more. Oh, yeah. Less is definitely more. That's true. But that's WWE for you. And I, I don't. the main event was a little disappointing as the main event. Like, per se, I was expecting more, but I did, it wasn't a bad match, though. I will say that. Which was the main event? Alexa Bliss versus, um, what's it called? Uh, IO, IO Sky. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're they're doing. They're finally starting to use Io Sky correctly. They 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 need her to get over with her aerial offense, and they haven't let her do it yet. Well, she did in this match, definitely. Yeah. I mean, like and I she said, looked great. Yeah, right. Until, Absolutely. Until now, they've been just having her be another another grounder and pounder. They need her to get over like like Jeff Hardy. She needs to be Jeff Hardy a shot too. She needs to be flying all over the place. One hundred percent, man. Well, in saying that, tell them where they can find you, Jeff. Twitter, right here at the PWC. These networks you see above us right there. 
Hammerlock uh, Hangover is my other wrestling podcast with with someone that's not Jimmy, Big Daddy Cool Steve Pena. My non-wrestling podcasts are Garden of the Doom and Garden Views, all right here on the PWC and several of these fine networks you see up here. And the Wrestling Soup Network, Garden of Doom is Esoteric, Occult, UFOlogy, Giants, Babylon 5, uh, Fallen Angels, Demons, you, you name it, it's there. Vampires, Witches, Voodoo, uh, Garden Views, a little bit more topical. Um, and I've got a show dropping on uh, probably next week on Garden Views. Uh, it's going to be on death taxes. Estate. <laughs> love, death, love death and taxes. You can't escape them. And it's even worse when they're together. So that's where you It's can- a guarantee in life. Death and taxes, as I keep saying. That's but uh, uh, but in saying that, if you want to follow me, you can on Twitter at DJ Mass Effects and also at the PWC Network. Please like and subscribe right here at the at www.thepwcnetwork.pubbing.com where you can find all our shows. Also, tonight, check us out for five bucks on channelattitude.com. You can hear and listen to not just myself, but Jeff will be on the show and we get a big comeback from Mr. AMBS himself. It's Chris Ams. He's back. He's back officially full-time and he's back for Rampage Uncaged on channelattitude.com. So make sure you pay five bucks and check that out because I'm sure we will have a lot to say about not only Battle for the Belts, but also Rampage. In saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's Dr. Jeff Lippman, and you've been listening and watching the PWC Monday Night Machismo right here on the PWC Network. See yous. Stable, my friends. <laughs>